0: I almost forget what buttons are pressed then. 2023, celebration's over. It's three weeks in, but don't worry, we're picking it up. I've got some juicy topics coming up. Oop. Don't worry, this program is not made by the AI algorithms. Not yet anyways. Just need the you know they need to get, get well jackson anyways 15 seconds we'll go live Ooh, i'm excited here we go january monday blue is out of the way let's pick it up hello everyone out there in the big white architecture world it's 2023 we made it woo and don't worry we've got a lot of exciting stuff lines up and what better way than to kick it off than with a good friend that I've known in the industry I actually met at the tail end of the last year we met in person I was like oh I am a bit interested it seems really cool and then I saw this kick ass website and I was like you've got to come on the podcast so I'm joined by the fantastic Mohammed Kaiser from Kaiser Studios oh I said it wrong says did I say it wrong Kaiser, K- K- kiza studio kiza, kiza studios, studios. Yeah, do you yeah. know what guys i was <laughs> like definitely. i am gonna get this right and i got it wrong kiza studios mohammed kiza how are you my friend you all right
1: i'm good Stephen. thank you very uh, should, much um should, should, for the introduction should, it's very sweet of you
0: don't worry do you know what that sets the tone i've started this year 2023 with a mistake mohammed kiza so good <laughs> to have you here how are bad. you
1: I'm um, good, yeah, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, it's lovely to be on. Yeah, it was lovely, um, to meet you and and learn about architecture, architecture social, and um, the the stuff you've been doing. So it really is an honour to be on and and uh, and speak. You know, and, and have a platform to speak. So so thank you.
0: The honor's are all mine. You might not come back if I like, keep getting your name wrong, Mr. Kisser. So moving, <laughs> moving on from that, there is a purpose here because actually for a few years, I did one podcast last year in particular about architectural websites. And one of the topics that came up in particular was film. And more so than that, you know, how maybe architecture, film, and video is part of the process. Now, for anyone that's not met you before, Mo. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background first and foremost?
1: Yeah, of course. I, so, so I'm a part two architect and um, I studied at uh, the university of Sheffield. I did my part one and part two there. And, um, and uh, I did my part one in 2019 in London yep. uh, years out. And uh, I was fortunate enough to, so I went to work for Squire and Partners in 2019 and I was oh, fortunate, wow. enough, fortunate enough to set up the film studio and, and, back then I sort of was sort of doing film as sort of a hobby thing. I mean, me and a good friend of mine was sort of doing music videos and things around Hampstead Heath in London. And, um, but we, we were given this opportunity. We had a competition bid and they needed a film done. And, um, they were sort of interviewing production companies and, uh, yeah. who were quoting, you know, upwards of ten ten thousand 10,000 pounds. And, and so the practice was sort of looking at cutting costs and I sort of suggested that we do it in house and that, um, I'd sort of, uh, do it for them. And, and so, um, me and a friend of mine, you know, put together this little film unit, um, for squaring partners. And, and we started off by making that film for a tender submission. Um, and then ended up doing four four or five more films before we had to go back and do our part twos at at university. Um, so that was like the start of like, you know, um, film and and architecture coming together. Nice. And, um, and even before that, sort of as a, as a first, second year at uni, I remember Jane Duncan came in, you know, the, the she was the president of REBA back then, of the Royal Institute, and she came in to give a talk, and she said something which sort of stuck with me, and it still sticks with me, is she said, uh, and I can't remember exactly how she said it, but she said sort of, you know, uh, it doesn't matter if you're bad at drawing, you know, and this was like, wow, it's the first time I've heard that. And, because so you know, as an student, you are know, all about your drawings. She yeah. was like, it doesn't matter if you're bad at drawing, it just be good at presenting your ideas be good at communicating and so that idea of of you know the communication side of architecture of speaking or presenting or storytelling that i suppose is was the sort of genesis of that idea and yeah. um and so i was lucky enough to to expand on that at squires and then when i went back to do my part two um i explored how film can be used as a representation tool within architecture and within landscape architecture and um, and then last year I founded the studio, and um, we sort of look at Kizer Studios, sort of look at um, how storytelling can be used in architecture. And so yeah, so
0: that's kind of in a nutshell where it all kind of how it happened. I love it. Well, I'm going to give you another round of applause, actually. So well well done for starting your own business, and Jane, that those were good wide words. I tell you what though, Jane, maybe if you saw my sketch drawings. Maybe that would have tested your saying because you're like, do you know what, Steve? They are really pretty bad. But for generally, you don't you don't need it. What I would say, Mohammed, now is because this episode is going to be really easy. So I'm going to bring up your, you know, your beautiful website in a second, because it's got loads of films on it. So for the audio listeners out here, I will put a link to the YouTube and you can check that out later. But I will try and annotate the best I can. I will try and not butcher the films. Like I butchered Mohammed's surname at the start. Hey, I'm getting back in the swing of it as well. So what I'm going to do is quickly bring up the website. I'm going to bring up the link because I think it really kind of gives a taste of what you're up to as well. So now, you, oh look, so we're all back in our offices in 2023 and we can, you know, <laughs> get a sense of what it is in the good life out there. So the link is down below. It will be in the bio as well. But mo so i'm going to refresh the website and you've got one or two links in a second that you want me to go through but i'm just going to click into it and while we're here what i would love to know is so what when did you get the ba- the bug for getting into filmmaking and architecture when did you think Do you know what i'm really going to explore this and i'm going to dive deep into architectural filmmaking yeah it's, it's a good question I, I think i think it was
1: definitely when i you know the, the sort of nine months i did at squires um and setting up their film studio and um and working on films for them you know that yeah. uh, it was the first time I'd really technically looked at film and I realized that architects are sort of it's a very traditional industry and 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 this is quite a new th- you know thing you know fil- film in the sense of it's only recently the sort of the last five years quite yeah. honestly where I- equipment has come down to the the level where it's not as ridiculously expensive you know you don't have to spend ten pound on a camera for instance um it's a lot more affordable to you know it's less of a barrier to entry and um and so that was quite appealing to me it felt like this is the start of something uh and i and i i I always say that i I think within sort of five years maybe probably within two or three years it will be quite unlikely to see a project without some form of movement some form of animation or some form of film um to tell its story you know it's just such a brilliant way to tell the the emotive and spatial narratives of spaces, which as architects we we work so hard in designing, and yeah. um, many times you know the end user, you know the little details that we we agonise over. It's not it's not that story isn't told. So I I, I think you know this is going to become more of a thing in the in the industry, hopefully, and yeah. um, I think it'd be brilliant, you know. And I think it has the ability to engage audiences outside of architecture, and that for me is really really. Um, The interesting bit is conveying kind of technical uh, architectural principles, urban design principles um, to audiences that might not necessarily understand the kind of detail or nuance behind that journey you take to designing those things. So um, uh, yeah. And I I think I'm just a small part of that, but, but I think that hopefully is the way the industry is going. I think it's so exciting, you know, to, to be having that in our future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And, you know, when I look at this, for example, I mean, this is actually a really good video. I know I just frantically click through for, for your website, and you're a perfectionist. I can feel, you know, the care that's gone into it. And sorry, mm. you've got a crazy Welsh friend clicking everything, but you know, this video, for example, I think summarizes it quite well. And um, I see the two things. So where. I mentioned websites at the start. I think film can be a really good way to convey projects, which you do beautifully. The other bit that I am always interested in as well is like studio culture. It's such a great way to see inside that space, to see people moving, to see how, you know, the studio comes alive and so forth. But um, I've got a video here that you've told me you're particularly proud of. And I'll play it. Just promise me, Mohammed, that you won't copyright infringe me at the end on, on YouTube Yeah, for, for playing your video. Am I allowed? I get You're your allowed. Allowed. YouTube algorithm. You've heard the author here. So I'll play this. Maybe we can get the sound. If not, you let me know. If not, oh, I'll put it big screen, but I can't see when it's playing. Can you hear the sound, Mo, or not? No, no. I think it's um, it's not working for some it's reason. It's muted. Do you want to just um, tell us a little bit about this video then while it's playing?
1: Sure. Um, so, so it's actually what you just mentioned about studio culture. I mean, with this film in particular, um, yeah, the, the uh, practice architectonic, they have this very sensitive approach to landscape and uh, connecting, you know, how, how do you connect the, the architect to the landscape? Um, and, and so, without the the trick is getting across that that DNA of the practice, that spirit of the practice, but not directly telling people. And you know, a lot of uh, films, you'll see even architectural films, you know, you, you're kind of lost within the first 10, 15 seconds. You know, you're, as a non-architect, it just becomes very esoteric and very artistic or conceptual. And you, you don't fully understand what's going on. So with this film, the idea was that, you know, the thing that film can do really powerfully is get across emotion. And so to emotively get across that this is a practice which cares very much about landscape, about context, about the place in which a building sits. And so that defined the tone of the film. And so there's no bit in the film where, you know, Jackie, the architect, is sitting there going, we care about, you know, our buildings connecting to the landscape or we care about a sensitive approach to design. There's no nowhere where she explicitly says that. But in watching the film, you're left with that feeling and so, um, you know, there's such a huge potential and, um, for that. And I, I think, you know, like animations like this, you know, just explain very simply architectural principles mm. to people who may not otherwise understand
0: how that process works. I think it's such a, it's, it's a very really powerful way to engage people. Yeah. I well said I will. I, you know what? I've, I've got to be careful cause I had it full screened. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even on the podcast. I'm like a, I'm like a host at the wheel. It's just, enjoying watching the video you know so this is on YouTube and people can have a look at your uh, your you know your channel which is kids studio which is great so I can see that you know you've got a bit of you've got that channel going as well well I've been mm. what what use cases do you tend to see there Mohammed at the moment so this kind of is a beautiful way into discovering the architecture practice you know on particular projects as well i mean do you mm. see examples of films also being used as part of the design process or does it tend to be at the moment a combination of that and marketing or i'd love to know your thoughts on case uses
1: absolutely i think i think you've summarized it quite well i think there's two i mean to simplify there's two ways you can use a film within architecture so one is the completed projects or the practice profiles you know the more kind of um post-project films you know yeah but then there's and, and that's a lot of what i did at squires and and um and that becomes you know very much for marketing purposes however sort of quite recently in the last two months i've been really kind of researching really this this idea of film throughout the design process so um so you know for instance pre-visualizations you know of projects and 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 you know clients sometimes architects you know will go to kind of planning authorities uh or or tender uh, submit tender applications and clients absolutely love when you know they get even if it's like a 10 15 second animation or um a bit of film that explains the project you know that they immediately get it and um and I had, I had the privilege of, to, privilege of talking to Jane recently, Jane Duncan. And, you know, she, she, she mentioned that, that the amount of time practices spend in drawing options and com- trying to get ideas across, communicate those ideas, those complex yeah. ideas. And it, then you have to, you go back to the office and you're waiting for a few weeks to get a response from your client and they yeah. can take time to think, that can delay things. When you express all of that in a film, immediately they get it. Or an animation, they get yeah. it. and 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 it the decision making happens so much quicker and you're you're you know there's less time wasted, less time on drawing ten options on on a certain project. So it has a way of streamlining things. You know, if you can communicate easier, communicate ideas quicker, then it streamlines everything. So I think there's a huge yeah. benefit of that within within practice of applying film throughout the design process.
0: Very cool. I um maybe not architectural related, but years ago I used to be a massive but still am lord of the rings buff right and when the films came out i had the extended edition dvds and stuff and you touched upon previs and that's what peter jackson used during the film because you know before you even get the big uh, i don't know stages uh, you know where they would film uh frodo running down and the big dragon behind them uh, and all that stuff right Previs was a way of kind of working out the angles the flows the cuts how it's going to work on a fast way so that they can make an informed decisions and so it's very interesting to me that you say that film can be used as that tool throughout the raba stages is it a case of um because a lot of the films that you do as well which are beautiful films is it more of a case then that you yeah, would film on site, you would film earlier, you'd meet the client and stuff, or because it's not, it, 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 this is different form of film than we're talking about than CGI pre visualizations, mm. right? Or is there sometimes the worlds collide? What's your experience, Mohammed, of previs?
1: Well, it, it's interesting. Like I've had mixed kind of, um, sort of thoughts from practice, you know, I've been, you know, constantly testing these ideas of, of using film throughout the design process with practice and some yeah. practices have you know they love the idea of the the animation the 3d animations like you mentioned so they love yeah. the idea of almost CGI type animation CGI type previews and so with you know I've been developing you know that sort of wing over the the studio as well um, but a lot of practices just want to explain like, plans and sections very simply you know the principles very simply like you saw in that film um, yeah. you know that film the the, the, the architectural project of that of that film was about uh, decluttering several um clustered spaces within a house and right. and pulling out some of the walls essentially and and allowing light through and and making those spaces a bit bigger so so that you know very simply we were able to convey that with an animation um, mm. So there's been sort of different responses from from industry, basically on, on that one. Um, okay. But it is still something that is in development, and I, I think it's very rare to to see. You know, I, I you know, I don't know if... Uh, it, with Kisser Studio. You know, it's it's it's. I feel like there is. You know, it's we're sort of working on something that's quite new. Um, yeah. Uh, in the industry.
0: Well, it definitely feels fresh, and I think that with film. Where it gets really interesting is you've got the old traditional kind of ways of capturing film in this new digital world and how they collide and you know I'll, I'll frequently see you know directors talking about how film evolves but i imagine it changes like that in the architecture space when i look at this though i mean this is a good example there's inception here because I'm looking at your website, but the way you've designed your website is also like how an architecture practice can design their website. And immediately a visual format, I think, is such a, an insightful way. I mean, confession, maybe, maybe it's something when I, when it, once the architecture social gets going and I get a few more pounds in the pocket, I can commission you on but actually having a video at the splash page of a website makes such a big difference i mean do you know much more about that kind of stuff have you had people that have put um, videos on their website architecture practices which have had good engagement then mohammed yeah yeah absolutely um you know uh, for a lot of practices it is still about the marketing side so
1: so they're they're and, yeah. and they're seeing the value in film so Oh, I did a project recently for—I mean, it's this one, yeah—for the University of Sheffield. So this is oh, now on the...
0: I clicked the right is, one. Is, Hooray! Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so this this is on the on the School of Architecture, Sheffield School of Architecture webpage now. And uh, the, you know, this film was all about conveying that co- the core principles of of the school in a, in a way which uh, you know doesn't come across like you're being overburdened with, you know, being sold yeah. something essentially. Correct. Um, but yeah, so so um, what was your question? <laughs> I we're just what were
0: you enjoying saying? it. Well, I tell you what, I've got another one while we're here because okay. I think while so while here, the university's kind of commissioned you to kind of do a you know a, a video, or what have you. Students, right? I I involving film in terms of your projects and so forth. Do you have you started to see perhaps more architecture students? Kind of go down the narrative of expressing their projects through filmmaking and has that been successful from your point of view or something that you would encourage people to explore mohammed well what's that's a good thing point you bring up i mean uh,
1: so far we've sort of been talking about practice and but the the interesting thing is i mean i'm sort of i'm currently visiting tutor at the university of sheffield as well and tutoring Ah. storytelling film and animation and What's been really great is when I did my master's two years ago, um, They, I wanted to submit my manif- my dissertation as a film because that right. was the logical conclusion of all of my research in representation of artists through film. But they sort of were like, mm, we can't really, you know, you have to submit PDF, you know. So I ended up submitting two, almost two disses. It was the, the PDF okay. one to get marked. And then I did a visual one. And what's been really great is that so I've been, tutoring there recently and what's what's been really great is they've opened it up now so they've allowed students to actually submit um, oh, cool. film and animation so so it's, and it's been really great sort of um tutoring students there you know they they've really you know the room's always been full they've always they, they, they've they really taken to it as, as a medium and um and you know i always say to them you know it's not about um it, it's it's not an end film is not an end or, or animation it's a means to an end you know your overarching view should be uh, we're trying to tell a story here. Now, which parts of our story, of our presentation can film play a part in? And and there's been some brilliant projects that have come about, you know, where uh, one particular student has made sort of three 40 second clips at key points in the narrative, which just, you know, you just get it. You watch it and you just get, OK, this is the problem and this is the solution and the journey to get there and um and for instance, with site analysis you know we, we for for students and and in practice, I always say you know the as a storyteller, you're almost like a painter and and your you know your your wall or your your presentation is is the, the 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 final masterpiece and your drawings that go into it are the colors and the 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 presentation you give you know the speech or the audio whatever it might be those are the colors you're putting together and and so I suppose with film, it's the same thing, you know, with film, your, your film, your, the film you end up with is your, your painting Mm -hmm. and the footage you collect is Mm -hmm. the colors you use. And so I've got this sort of philosophy with, um, with site analysis, but, you know, just capture everything you can get, go from the smallest, most intimate parts of a project or a place and zoom right out to the, you know, a drone level, you know, um, urban design scale really interrogate the site from all aspects and all corners. And uh, those can, that can feed in directly into the design process, into how you come up with your
0: proposal. Yeah, very cool and a lot very useful tips. If anyone in the audience has anything to ask Mohammed, which could be a bit technical, because I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not the most techie person anymore, then feel free to put it in the comments. Otherwise, I've, I've got a few questions around that point, actually, that I'd, I'd love to hear. So you you will laugh because even with my podcast, if you go back on, on my YouTube like three years ago, right, you'll see me with, you know, kind of a crappy Logitech webcam and so forth and I kind of learned the hard work myself because even in webcams, film is powerful. And we talked about earlier about lighting, so I've got like a light here on the side which kind of shines there, but it can make such a difference to a conversation lighting drama feel emotion eye contact looking in the camera i have to constantly remind myself to do that or sometimes if you're then looking too much into the camera can be off-putting so you kind of got to balance all these things so there is like an art of film through even being on webcams and that's the point i was going to say to you is like film is everywhere right you're talking about it in this amazing uh, way of capturing a project whether it's academic or professional or even the architecture practice what i would argue though as well it's everywhere it's on your laptop it's on it's it's us getting ready to do this podcast i mean do you see film more and more than Mohammed becoming commonplace throughout the whole design process of architecture yeah,
1: I do. And I think I think like you say it's kind of everywhere and 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 recently you know we've seen the likes of you know within the last 10 years Instagram and TikTok yeah. and and um and you know film being used by more more and more industries across different industries and architecture being the very sort of traditional um industry that it is you know we've in schools for instance we're still doing i call you know as i call them analog drawings you know you're you're still doing your your uh drawings even if it's on sort of computer software it's still a drawing now what yeah. if we were to learn about digital drawing what we if we if we were to learn about animation and film and apply those digital storytelling modes of storytelling uh within projects and suddenly yeah. you get so much more din- dynamism within projects and um and so that's something that I really keep, you know, sort of researching really. And it's an ongoing process, but, you know, things are always constantly changing and, and digital storytelling um, being somehow threaded through the, you know, our, our industry is yeah. really interesting to me. You know, just, just the, the different ways in which it can be applied. And there's probably ways that I you know, haven't even thought of yet, but,
0: um, but that's really interesting to me. You know what? When I was stumbling here, I think I found the perfect one because it's reels. It's a nine second reel. Reels as well is the one which I find interesting because, of course, what you're talking about, expanded, beautiful video is really interesting. But those TikTok Reels and Instagram Reels, they're not going away And this very divisive feeling. So I'm going to play this one back. It probably has some really cool music. I'll get the music for next time. But this nine seconds, right, where you flash flashing through things, it's thoughtful, it's tasteful, there's all this stuff. That can be such a big thing. That's so important. And I've got to force myself this year to do reels because what I'm noticing is that it's another form of communication, even in my business. You know, there's these hour conversations, sometimes they go from 30 to 50 minutes an hour. Some people love them. It's not the format for everyone. Some people don't Mm -hmm. have an hour. So maybe you cut this up, you put it 30 seconds, 60 seconds, nine seconds, Mm -hmm. right? But then you just, you. there's a good example here of water's edge. You're there, you know, it's, it's pictures, it's nine seconds, and communicating something in in that in that time, I think is really important. And the last point before I open it up to you is I think that actually, while Instagram used to be more about the images, and I'm hearing some architects get frustrated that it's all going to video, I don't see it stopping. I see YouTube's algorithm. So YouTube Shorts just started monetizing um, Reels. TikTok's not going anywhere. It's constantly mm-hmm. booming. And Instagram is following as well. what's your thoughts, Mohammed, on the short videos and that culture of reels at the moment i, I think it's you, like you say it's kind of here to stay and and it's
1: another for it's 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 another form of storytelling. it's a more edited pare-back version but um and, and whenever i I work in practices, you know i I'll always say i mean I spoke with Damien Burroughs recently about this um he, he's damien burroughs um architects they have this method of they'll commission a film yeah. and from that film they'll get about a dozen reels that they can post so they're wow. very they're very they're quite kind of re you know um recent in their thinking office. Yeah. um you know it's not just a long format film but how can that film be broken up into these shorts like you say and um and posted on social media so from one film they could get you know content to last six months up to a year and they can repost certain things. So you end up with actually one film maximizing your reach by quite a lot. If you, if you're clever with how you use that footage. So, Mm. so, yeah, I think, I think there's a place for that within the industry and it's, you know, uh, talking to students at Sheffield, you know, it's really interesting seeing how some students really take to that mode of storytelling. You know, what if we show like a 22nd montage so, yeah. Well,
0: I I agree, and and actually, you you will laugh because if I was part of your film studio, Mohammed, I would have got a big fat F this year because I was like, right, I'm gonna go back through all my project, all my podcasts, and all the conversations, and I'll get little nuggets and I'll put it out. Okay, and I did one, and they didn't do it. inconsistency consistency in that world is key. But I yeah. have seen some people pop off in reels yep. like Thomas Roundtree's Hamza Shake popping off popping off you get that real thousands and thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands of likes it is absolutely whether you're a student or an architecture practice I think don't faff around with um, images on Instagram anymore you need to get in re- get into reels and actually mm-hmm. while I think you've got this amazing approach to the way that you do videos. It is also interesting to see, isn't it, the the hustler culture that's coming, of people doing these reels, and also I'm starting to see, and you're part of that as well, the architecture influencers can you believe it there's probably one or two architects out there which is clicking off right now going like, oh my gosh i do not want to be a part of these architects influencers but hey they ain't going away and what i notice your editing is kick-ass but the hamza and tom that i mentioned as well and sana at scale all the editing is really damn good in different mm-hmm. ways and mm-hmm. i think you've got your own approach which is amazing for the short and long term um, formats and I admire it that's why you're here I'm also impressed as well with different people's perspectives on how they're editing up these reels so in your words Mohammed, do you think it's a bit of a fresh space right now do you think there's like room for people to get involved or is it saturated or is it at the start you know
1: yeah there's there's definitely room for people to get involved and it, it's, a, it's a tricky one because I, I don't you know the, the, the whole um, influencer thing it's you know, that's it, it intrigues me that space as well. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm fully part of that, but it, it intrigues me, you know, because I, I wonder if, and, and, um, you know, like you say, Hamza and T- Tom Thomas Tom, Tom Roundtree, to the, they, the, the, the work they put out is amazing. You know, it, it's just interesting to me how architecture, uh, how industry will, res, you know, what, what it will make of that, what it will do with that. And I suppose I'm much more, um, you know kids studio is much more of a service to practice as opposed to being this kind of audience facing um influencer studio or whatever but yeah. um yeah i don't know i don't know what the right answer is to that it, it's, it's it's interesting to me I, you know um, yeah maybe there is out. no
0: answer isn't it that's the thing i'm pondering it like you and um you know even for me i remember thinking now oh, it's going to be really difficult to kind mm. of edit and cut up a long, a long format that's so wrong i mean look at joe rogan right and then there's a there's a really cool american podcast by two architects called second studio i think that's their name and they they're cutting them up and they're getting the views pop so even me it challenges myself and i think i think the thing is with film though right it's a really exciting space but perhaps, Mohammed, some people get put off at the start because they co- it's complicated. They go, oh, it's a lot of stuff. I'm not hmm. too sure. And then they leave it. Oh, it's a lot of work editing. Um, what would your advice be on like anyone just kind of getting started in it? Of course, they can speak to you about you using your expertise to flesh something out. But maybe someone who wants experimenting, where would you start just to get the bug going?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the like I said, sort of in the five, last five years, you know, things have just become there's such a low barrier to entry, and um, so most ca- most phones have ridic- ridiculously good cameras, you know. Um, so, and and I, I also always, you know, it's like you mentioned about the editing, that the really the magic really comes through in the edit. edit. you know, it's yeah. it's not. Uh, it, it's important to have good production quality, a hundred percent. Obviously, as a film studio. Kiza Studio, you know, had uh, the, the whole premise of Kiza Studio was bringing together amazing production quality that you get from production companies, but you know, sometimes co- production companies lack the um, architectural narr- rich architectural narrative. Um, they don't come from an architectural background, so yeah. um, so the whole point of Kizar Studio is to bring together the amazing production quality and also the rich architectural narrative, and that's kind of the place in which Kiza Studio sits. Um, but in terms of your question, you know, um, just practice. It's just the same as everything else. It's just practice. Yeah. You know, um, doesn't matter if you use your phone camera, what mic you use, if it's a, you know, what lenses you use. Get, you know, get hold of whatever you can, whatever's available. And and the work I did at uni, for instance, I didn't have an, an amazing camera. I had to use the the loaned equipment from the university, which was you know like six years old. Uh, Parable, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah, you learn and 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 you know it does the job and the point is to get you always to remember to you're telling a story and um you know I t- I say this to students don't you know be picky over the uh, or perfectionist over the production quality um focus on the edit on how you're telling that story and that's the most important thing.
0: Very cool. I am um... I mean
1: pr- production can be really technical so
0: so it can you yeah. can it's, it's a it's a kind of a black hole really. Yeah, fair enough. I brought this video up again because I really like it, man. I think it's just like, and again, this video, which is quite interesting, is your take on a business card, which I think is really cool. We're not talking about a physical piece of card. It's about explaining your business. So it's quite meta in that way, but it works. Yeah. And that's how businesses can communicate what they do. We haven't even got sound on, and I understand exactly what's going on. Do you know what I mean? And that's um, that's something I learned actually on the LinkedIn um influencer course was like how much people need subtitles, how many people are on their phone in places where they can't hear, you know, mm-hmm. audio. And there's all these tricks that, you know, and then people slowly learn after time and I've done it. Um, and we were talking about this before, weren't we, about what should we call this title and all this stuff, because these little things, these tricks that you look, you pick up, make a big difference. Now, just before we move on, the lovely, there's a lovely Sandra Gopan in the audience, which has asked a question. Oof, takes the pressure on me. So, And we can just have a bit of an attempt at it, Mohammed. Sandra asks, how and when were you confident enough to use film as a tool for slash in the design process? Can you also explain your journey from this passion blooming into your design studio? So a lot to cram in there. Try your best, you know? Yeah,
1: I suppose that you know, it was when I started my part two, um I immediately, you know, in our site analysis went straight into using, you know, I, I didn't have a great camera back then either. I just used my phone. So it immediately was recording everything, you know, going to site, recording absolutely everything. And so then it was like, right, so that's a site analysis. But then yeah. I was interested in how and i don't have an example of this which i wish i'd bought but how you can use film and then trace on top of it with a traditional drawing so you'd have a piece of film as a site analysis with a section or a plan and start just experimenting with different mediums and, and you know my tutors are really encouraging of that of, of using yes. different mediums so i think that built my confidence massively you know i was never um, especially at undergrad was never a confident student in architecture at all and but always loved experimenting. And I think with Masters, when Masters came around, I was a lot more confident with using film. I'd done the stuff at Squires, so that was, you know, a real blessing in having that experience. And so that kind of helped. Um, I think for anyone willing to try it, just use your phone and go and do stuff. And I think we've all seen Netflix documentaries, we've all seen um, you know, we've all got TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, and we've all you can't get away from it. So inherently we are. I mean, everyone's a storyteller inherently. Um, so everyone has the ability to do this, um, in terms of, yeah, the journey into doing the design studio, well, I always knew, I mean, Squires actually wanted us, me and my friend who set up the studio to come back after our masters, uh, And then COVID happened and, 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 you know, that plan sort of fell apart and yeah. even outside of that, I knew in a few years, you know, I'd want to set up a, a filmmaking studio. I, I knew that was what I was really interested in, in that idea of storytelling. Um, so it was kind of unplanned that I set it up last year, um, but the opportunity came around, you know, I was talking to a developer about doing a film and they sort of commissioned me to do it. So then I was, you know, I was sort of in this position where I was like, you know, now's the time to just do it and see what happens. And the good thing about, you know, being in your twenties is that you can do that. And if it doesn't work out, then you can go back to, you know, you be, be a part two or whatever it is you want to do. So nice. I think, yeah, I, th- I think everyone has it. We're very lucky. You know, we have, uh, most of us are very fortunate that we have sort of the basic things taken care of. You know, we have, we can generally afford food and we have somewhere to stay. So I'd encourage anyone if you have any ideas, you know, that you think, are uh, could be useful could be you know useful to practice or to whoever just go for it and see what happens give it six months or a year see what happens and um and you definitely wouldn't regret
0: it so wow there you go powerful words i'll get i, I was i'm so engrossed i think visual formats always seduce me because i end up i forget my sound so get a bit of an audio trick there a little you nugget know, there so interesting my i mean so what i would say now before we wind down or anything like that i mean you can ask a few questions for me but is there anything and we have covered quite a lot is there anything that you wanted to add to the mix which you're um you know intrigued or passionate about i i think i
1: think yeah we've covered quite a lot i think you know the, the for me it's important that you know the work i do is is useful and i think going back to that question from linkedin you know to to Always aim to do useful things, and um, and and um, and I think with a Studio, you know, that seeing that opportunity of of production companies having beautiful production quality, yeah. but but not having the the narr- the artist narrative uh, there, and and artist practices usually either wanting to do film or tell their stories, but not having the means to do it, or or seeing film as kind of this this art, you know, this dark art or something, um, yeah. Uh, you know so and you know it can be quite technical, so I think with Kids a Studio, it's about bringing those two things together, and that's where I see the the specialness of of it, and who knows if it will you know um be successful, but it's something that I really wanted to do, so that was um why I set it up really and and I think that's it yeah i yeah that's that's it really
0: well i think I think you should be really proud of what you've done, and I think that it looks kick ass. I remember when we met and then you were like, check out my website. I was like, yeah, we'll check out. Because we were in the middle of the trade show. And then I looked at it, I was like, hot dang, this is a good website. This is not like, um, you know, amateur hour. And there's nothing wrong with amateur hour, like you say. The last note I'd say before I'll take whatever question you want about anything you want is that while I love your work, another example of a filmmaker I know is is Will McDaniel on YouTube. Who studied architecture so anyone you know out there check out will mcdaniel's work i'll probably actually bring one up actually um i'll do it now he won't mind i'm pretty sure he won't copy strike me because i used to be his like university flatmate so i'll bring this up because this is another extreme of filmmaking but the point i'm going with it is that he studied architecture he did he had filmmaking as part of the architecture process and now he ends up he's basically you know um a a big youtuber with nine hundred and forty-nine thousand subscribers mental and he was he was a good flat mate have a few cheeky beers i got a few naughty stories which i can't put on air as well but that was back (laughs) in the day we were younger we were 1920 he was a he was a great guy but basically will Um, and I've done a podcast with him before, right? He's got all these models and he's got this crazy imagination, but all the models he's done, right? He learned from architecture and is experimental in the process. So I, I think you, what you do is awesome. There's an extreme for everyone. And if he can do it, anyone can do it. And film can go in different, weird, wonderful ways. I mean, Mm. you know, this is definitely a weird and wonderful way but it's mm. it's it's definitely a way so people can check out will but i'm gonna bring your website up in the end oh we've actually um we've got an interesting comment from nick kaufman who is kind of part observation part question so i'll bring it up nick passionately says why are architects so allergic to narrative storytelling sometimes question mark i feel like they read narrative in raw space sometimes which is not eligible to ordinary folks. Very interesting discussion, though. Thanks, Nick. I really appreciate that. Um, Mo, do you have anything to add to that that little thought there, or Nick's um, you know perspective on on storytelling?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really good point. You know, from my experience, and I don't know if this you know I went to Sheffield University, but we weren't really. It wasn't something we were really made aware of you know it was like focus on the drawings focus on the models and which are very important in telling the story but as i say you know those are sort of colors uh you you you, to paint a real picture you you it's something you need to be aware of and i think for me even me you know it took me to after my part one um realizing how important it is and that that um lecture from jane duncan to realize that wow this is actually a thing that is quite important um and, and I think, like Nick says, you know, the, the narrative can be uh, sometimes very specific to architects. And as architects, we forget we're not designing for architects. We're designing for non-architects. And we have to be um, a lot more... Coherent, you know, and effective in our communication to to get across some of these things, and and people love it, you know. People love to see that that journey, and clients love it, you know. It, it's there's there is real hunger out there for this. So and, yeah. and like you know, Will, that the, the chat piece showed, you know, there's space for everyone, you know, and and it's really exciting, really interesting. So I think it's just about being aware of
0: of, of the storytelling angle. Yeah, I think you're right. What do you I think? think? i think yeah well you've got your beautiful uh, videos on one end and you've got the beautifully weird videos of will on the other end and there's space in between for everyone's you know what i mean so uh, i i think you're right mohammed um i always like to throw it back to the guests to ask me some curveball questions because you know we we had a few lists of things but you know it's an organic chat it's pretty unscripted so it's only fair that you get to throw them at me without preparation is there anything you'd like to ask me before we wind down?
1: Yeah, what, what, what? I was wondering, Stephen. Like, what's your sort of thought on the this whole kind of attention economy? You know, the the TikToks, the Instagrams, and earlier we were even talking about AI before we came live. What's oh. your what? What are your thoughts with all that, and where do you see that going? You know, do you see AI as what? What's the endpoint,
0: or you know, or is there one? Yeah, really, really good question. I mean, I mean um spoiler alert and i'll i'll say my question what i said to my uh Mohammed before this that i've experimented with chat gdp g g i oh gosh i can't say it Ham's just gonna get angry with me but basically the AI algorithm everyone's done on, and i haven't used it much i just tested it with um video description so the description for this video is generated by ai i put in the main points i put in you know, what Maham is passionate about. And I said, we are going to be talking about these points. And it generated it for me. And it was a great use of my time. The reality is, though, it still is me scheduling it. It is still me and you talking about what we're doing. It is still us live. But it was a really useful resource. And I've seen, for instance, much less quality than what you're doing. But AI starting to do these, like, video montages. You know, I was gonna say use a swear word, but they're pretty freaking rubbish, right? And um, but you know, you get like keywords, and it's like a lady crying, or a, a, you know, a construction site, and and it's getting there. I think film is never going to be fully replaced, but we've seen that mm-hmm. AI images now, and how that you can generate buildings. You know, you can type in Heverwick style, London in the sun, people walking on the streets, and you will get that. So. I see it as a tool. Um, I don't see it, um, it replacing everything, but even me and you, which we run small businesses with startups, I think that some of these tools can be really quite useful, you know, especially because they uh, it, it can be quite dynamic and be interesting. And, and I'm going to do one or two episodes this year, definitely focusing on AI. And I'm interested in it from the business side, but also the practice and architecture side. And I think that there's a lot of stuff there, which, which could be interesting. The other question that you asked me, so removing AI from a side, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll start seeing AI reels. I can see that popping off, uh, mm. you know, because how do you get something the computer can generate in ten, that, if that is ten seconds long that people click? I can see that potentially being something. But you're right, reels are not going away. And I'm just grow, starting to grow the business. And even me, I have to do reels. I have to do reels, right? My Instagram, if anyone wants to have a good old laugh, if anyone wants to look at an absolute cluster, I was going to swear, a cluster, you know, of, a, of an Instagram, check my one out, the Architecture Social, because it needs a revamp. It's not quite there. And um, I think the, the way it will go, and let's see in a year's time if I do it, is all reels space because that's where everyone pops off i've seen accounts go from five thousand likes, struggling, struggling mind floats around five four thousand five thousand up mm-hmm. to eighty thousand if you want to grow in this today's market you have to do videos you have to do reels okay yeah. and then if you want to go to the next step you have to involve videos so i have on the architecture social a directory and even job boards um, in the job board in the architecture social in the job listings you can add a video and already they, i i'll get the data it feels anecdotally that if if for instance there's you know beautiful images in a job post with videos you're more likely to get an application I'll try mm-hmm. to get the i'll be very interesting to know the science behind that mohammed because i think if that's true and I suspect it is, then there's a very good business case for film as well. But it, mm. I, think, I think the reason for that is is because the, the medium is very emotive. And I think that uh, the projects aside, if people can have a glimpse into what it's like to work in, in an environment, then they're more likely to be able to visualize it. And if they're more likely to be able to visualize what they are like, what it would be like working in there then they're probably going to have more applications and um hey that could save the business a lot of money so in short video is very important and i will be doing some reels but like you said maybe the first 10 20 50 they're not the best but you know what it's in the real void we just keep on going and keep on perfecting that craft and in then in the end they will look as beautiful as hams's and toms and yours and you know then we'll get them but um that's my thoughts on it was there anything else you wanted to ask
1: no no i think i think that's brilliant and i think you know the, the work you're doing with architecture social is I, th- I think it's quite pioneering and it's very inspiring you know it's something that i look up to as someone who's just started up and um a studio so um so yeah i i'm looking forward to seeing seeing what you do with your with your uh, instagram page
0: oh yeah that's the that's the one to do
1: up isn't Pressure's it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's up and coming that's what the way yeah, they always yeah. say you know it it needs a renovation a liquor paint um mohammed here's a, it's absolutely pleasure to have you here so the website is here's studio which is www.kaiser.co.uk, which is spelled c-h-i-z-r not hey, hey. pronounced kaiser Like I did at the start of the website, I knew I would do it. Damn! Thank you so much, (laughs) Mohammed, for being here. You're an absolute joy. Please connect with Mohammed on LinkedIn. I'm going to end the broadcast in a bit. Mohammed, stay in the stage. But thank you, guys, in the audience. I do have an extra special live stream tonight, um, which is going to be pretty good. It's going to have less film than today, but we're going to have some top tips. But Mohammed here is the expert in all things film, and I can't wait to see where he gives up to it. Well you go back to work now. Sorry, I'm going to stop talking. So hopefully I won't get you into trouble anymore. See you later, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.